Hello, Pilates lovers. Welcome to All Things Pilates. I'm Darian Gold. And grab the front of the chair right into your tendon stretch. Yes, come on, even if you don't go high. That's it. That's it. Nice long legs. Take those ribs up. And open the chest and lift your spine. Good. Press your head into your hands. Sally. Hello everyone. I hope this unprecedented and hopefully only experience with a pandemic has prompted you to embrace those quiet moments I've encouraged you to take over these last couple of years. Because you've been sheltered in place, many of you have found it difficult to remain active. Though some of you are able to continue your classes online, for those that this is just not possible, I'd like to share some helpful information. In today's episode, you'll learn how to convert part of your living space into a workout studio, and with my affordable prop recommendations, you too can maintain your strength and flexibility. This has been an extremely challenging time for all of us. However, I do believe, as bittersweet as it is, the universe has handed us a huge gift. The planet has had a chance to rest and reset. Time has slowed down. The air is cleaner. Even the seismic activity of the Earth has lessened. Collectively, we have a chance now to go inward and reconnect with our spiritual selves, to read that unopened book we've had near our bed, to contact friends that have been at the bottom of our to-do list. Whether or not we like being sequestered, why not make the best out of this crisis and see it as an opportunity to reflect on what is most meaningful in our lives? I remember the first time I heard those three intimidating words, shelter in place. They sounded dramatic and life-threatening, I knew it must have meant either a hostage situation or a toxic substance that might have been released into the air. I never imagined the SIP order hitting so close to home. Could this event really help to genuinely change the planet's energy? Gosh, I hope so and I pray so. The universe is a giving entity. Let's be gracious receivers. Stay healthy, everyone, and enjoy the podcast. For today's show, I'd like to offer some ideas on how to create a home workout space on a limited budget. Even on a limited budget, there are props you can acquire or buy or borrow that will aid you in your Pilates workout. Imagine walking into your home or apartment or barn for the first time. Try to look at your living space with fresh eyes and an open mind. Is there a space that is suitable for you to give complete attention to the regular workout? What does this space look like? First, you don't have to have, and you certainly don't want to have, any clutter around your exercise space, which means little or no furniture. Second, perhaps it means having a room divider to separate this space from the rest of your home. You'll need to have enough room for your arms and legs to stretch out, long and wide. 
Third, if you're near a window and you have window blinds, shades, or curtains, try to keep them closed or at least partially closed to further help you focus in on your home practice. The outside world doesn't need to know where you are for 30 to 60 minutes. I know many of you like to play music while exercising, but Mr. Pilates believed instead of having external music playing as we practiced, that instead we focused on our breath and the movements, we'd create our own brand of music, sort of an internal musical source, more appropriate for our complete immersion into the work. Personally, I feel listening to the breath instead of music helps to prepare the body and mind for a deeper and more thorough workout, no matter the duration of the workout. To help you with your mat workout space, I've come up with a list of props for a basic setup. A mat, pillow, arm and ankle weights, TheraBand, small resistance loop, magic circle, strap, block, balance board, foot massage ball, foam roller, dowel or broom handle, grip socks, workout wear, and a wall. First, the mat. Mats should be at least a quarter of an inch to an inch thick and at least two feet wide and six feet long. If you're on a wood floor, the mat should be closer to an half an inch to help protect the spine from the rolling exercises. The mat should have a material that can grip your floor, whether on wood or carpet, and that the material has enough cushiness to support your spine. Mats can run as low as $10 and as high as $120. It depends a lot on the density of the mat material, so don't overlook yard sales, discounted stores, and of course, a global company like Amazon. I purchased my mats online at yogaaccessories.com. They are only a quarter of an inch, and I found it necessary to have my students double up with two mats. If money is of no concern, then I would recommend buying the high mat, which comes with side boxes and dowel handles. These mats can run from $500 to $800, so it's obviously a larger investment. However, if you're practicing the original mat, the high mat will be much more effective for you. The pillow. The pillow is for anyone who might have a tight or weak neck. Many of the mat exercises are practiced with the head up and the chin towards the chest. If you're one of those people who have to be concerned with your neck, make sure you take time to rest the neck and move it from side to side before starting again. Also, if you know that your chest and shoulders are tight, most likely the shoulder cap will be pulled off the floor, creating a less functional position for the neck. By using a pillow, it helps to even out the relationship between the neck and shoulders when lying flat on the back. The pillow I'm recommending is rectangular in shape and is 12 to 14 inches wide and 8 to 10 inches long. It's about the size you might get if you are flying first or business class. Every so often a client who was a frequent flyer would bring me a pillow from the plane, and so I acquired a number of them. 
I found material and hired someone to make small pillow slips I'm able to wash and that I still use today. I've priced the pillow and they will run you about $15 to $30 and well worth it and your neck will thank you. Hand and ankle weights. I recommend having one, two, and three pound individual hand weights. If, for example, you are working on the roll-up and know that one arm or one side of your body is weaker, I suggest using an arm weight while rolling up and then as you roll back down, you'll feel the engagement on the weaker side with a little bit more force than you would if you didn't use the weight. When I feel extra off-center, I use an arm weight for exercises such as rolling like a ball. It's incredibly helpful, and I feel straighter immediately. I also recommend 3- to 5-pound ankle weights that have individual pockets for each weight to be added or removed. Practicing the sidekick series is very helpful to have the entire 5-pound ankle weight on the bottom ankle to help stabilize the rest of the body. It's a fantastic prop to help you focus on the working leg. However, if you don't have an issue with stability and want to develop more strength with the working leg, then use the weight on the top ankle, but begin with 3 pounds and then build to 5 pounds. The dumbbell weights will cost you about $10 for a pair, and the leg weights are around $15 a pair. I've priced them on two of the big box stores. But don't discount garage sales as many people outgrow their hand weights and ankle weights and sell them for pennies on the dollar. The TheraBand. Resistance is the cornerstone of the Pilates method. And when you're practicing your mat, you won't be using any spring-loaded apparatus. One of the next best ways to create a spring-resistance feeling is to incorporate the TheraBand. For example, when you practice the single leg circles, your supporting leg is either straight down on the mat or the knee is bent with the foot pressed into the floor then the TheraBand can be placed around the arch of your working leg. If you press your foot into the band while you're circling the leg, you'll feel a similar sensation as if your foot was in a strap connected to a leg spring on the Cadillac. Sometimes if someone is very weak and cannot handle the leg springs or even the arm springs on the Cadillac, I often pull out the TheraBand for a student in order that they begin to understand what resistance feels like. I also use the TheraBand to replicate many of the apparatus exercises by placing the TheraBand underneath the knees for exercises such as kneeling mermaid done on the Wanda chair or the arm circles practiced on the reformer. The TheraBand comes in various resistances from extra light through to extra heavy and is sold in a single six-foot length band or one package of a six-yard roll or a 50-yard roll. These rolls are reasonable and cost roughly $12 to $20 per roll, and I recommend purchasing a six-yard roll. You'll need to cut them with a pair of scissors, approximately six feet long, maybe a little longer if you're over six feet tall. Then one you can have at home, one you can travel with, and you may misplace or lose a couple of the other ones, so it's good to have extras at the ready.
Small Resistance Loop. This band is a great addition to help keep you in a parallel position. For instance, when you practice the neck pull, many times if the back and or hip flexors are too tight, the thighs will externally rotate while rolling up. But if you use this small exercise band around your ankles and press open while you roll up, the action of pressing your ankles into the band will help you maintain the correct leg alignment. This idea not only applies for neck pull, but for other exercise variations where the legs are pulled together. If you know your inner thigh muscles are stronger than your outer thigh muscles, this small band will help balance your hips by pressing open instead of squeezing the legs together. These powerful bands also have various tensions from extra light to extra heavy and are around $3.50. A good site to check out is www.power-systems.com. The Magic Circle. The Magic Circle was named by Joseph Pilates, but in our modern day, many people refer to this circle as a fitness circle or a Pilates ring. The design of the circle has come a long way. The circles now have padding not only on the outside, but also on the inside, which is a really good idea and provides many more exercise challenges other than just adducting the legs and arms, meaning pulling or pressing the legs or arms together. If you don't have a magic circle and you are wanting to develop a stronger inner thigh connection, a Franklin ball or any other type of 8 to 9 inch ball can be used. But the advantage of using a magic circle is that you can incorporate arm variations to your mat routine. The magic circle is a bit pricey for a good one, about $60, and there are cheaper versions, but you do get what you pay for. The Franklin ball or similar balls can be purchased online for $16. A strap. The strap is so essential, I recommend traveling with it, even having it at work. It doesn't need to be an official yoga strap. You can use your bathrobe sash or even a long belt. Any of these will help you stretch your hamstrings, especially in a lying down position. And when you're in the quiet of your home, using this strap is very helpful when you can also slow down your breathing and focus on the sensation of stretching the back of your legs. Besides stretching your hamstrings, you can also use the strap around your feet to assist you when practicing the roll-up or the teaser. The straps go around your feet, and the other end of the strap you hold on with your hands. As you begin to roll up and forward, imagine climbing a rope one hand in front of the other. And then as you roll forward, keep reaching. Once you start to roll back down, Try not to slide the hands along the strap, but to climb back down one hand at a time until your spine is completely flat on the mat. The cost of a yoga strap is 5 to $8. And again, it isn't such a bad idea to have more than one in case one walks away and you can't find it. A block. A block is very versatile. For example, the block can be used as a way to release the sacrum, low back, and hips. This is achieved by lying on your back, knees bent, 
feet flat on the floor. The block is placed underneath the sacrum widthwise and can serve as a nice gentle way to finish your workout. Sometimes, if you've had a stressful day, and you know for sure you haven't taken any deep breaths, by resting in this position, you'll find your breathing slowing down and the breath will feel deeper and lower in the body. The block can also replace the magic circle if you need to develop stronger inner thighs and is placed in between the thighs just like a circle. It is also used as an aid to keep your shoulders square. For instance, the single leg kick. Try placing the block in between the elbows or the hands. Some of you may even need two blocks if you have a larger shoulder girdle. A basic foam block is about $8, and you may want to purchase two. There are so many basic stretches that do utilize two blocks, so it isn't a bad idea to have a pair. The balance board. This addition to your home workout station is so fabulous for your balance, proprioception, and strengthening your ankles. I recommend following the instructions that come with the balance board. However, the diagrams they show are with a person in running shoes. And if you're able to be barefoot, you'll receive much more feedback from the bottoms of your feet, as well as the ankles. Either way, trying to balance on the board will reveal very quickly if your body can recalibrate itself on an unstable platform. Balancing on one leg on the floor is challenging enough, but the difficulty is increased exponentially when it's practiced on the balance board because it sits on top of a small fulcrum which is underneath the board. It can tip forward, sideward, backward, depending on how you're standing on it. This balance board will help develop an entirely new awareness of your feet and ankles. It isn't in the original Pilates apparatus arsenal, but I do highly recommend it. We all need to maintain our balance, and you won't regret spending 20 or $30 for a balanced board, a basic one, which can be found online. Foot massage ball. This ball also isn't in the Pilates lineup, but it is a great way to get in touch with the small muscles of the feet. We tend to be tight and weak. If you stand on the ball one foot at a time and slowly press your weight on the ball and move it around, the fascia softens, allowing the actual muscular functions of the feet to emerge. It's the size of a tennis ball, but softer and springier. It's a good preparation when you do get the chance to work on the foot corrector, another Joseph Pilates invention. These balls usually come in packages of twos or threes and are about $15. As long as I am talking about feet, there is another prop you already might have a few of these in your home. They are marbles. Do you remember playing marbles growing up? Who knew you could use different sized marbles to strengthen your toes? You can try this exercise either standing or sitting, but standing will be more challenging. Take two different sized marbles and place one of the marbles in between your big toe and your second toe. See if you can press those two toes together and lift the marble up. You can also try to curl the toes to help lift the marble as well. You may feel a bit uncoordinated, but it does get better as you practice. 
Then try the other size marble and see if that makes a difference. The bigger the marble, the easier it's going to be. It's the smaller marbles that will keep you either laughing or cursing. Try placing a marble in between each of your toes as you'll learn some of your toes are stronger than others. There is another toe and arch strengthener you can try and all you need is a small hand towel. Sit on a chair with your bottom close to the front. This allows your pelvis to be in a more neutral position. Place the hand towel on a wood floor if possible. The goal is to have your toes drag the front of the towel and curl the towel underneath the feet. This is another way to help strengthen the arches. Mr. Pilates invented the toe exerciser, and though this is another underused prop, I feel using marbles and a hand towel can develop overall toe strength that is so essential for all of us. The foam roller. In lieu of a smaller baby barrel, the foam roller is a great addition to your workout collection. It is versatile enough to provide an opportunity to stretch out over the roller to open the chest, as well as gaining more core strength by practicing various leg and knee lifts by lying lengthwise on the roller. You'll often see a foam roller in a physical therapy office as the therapists use this to help the patient soften the fascia around various muscles. And many people use the roller on their own to roll out, for example, their iliotibial band, quadriceps, calves, etc. It's most definitely a keeper. The foam roller is about $25 and it will probably outlive you, so it's a perfect investment. A stick or broom handle. Mr. Pilates used a weighted pole while practicing as well as teaching the roll-up as a way to indicate if the shoulders were in proper alignment. A dowel will suffice, as well as a broom handle, but please make sure they aren't too long as they may get in the way of some of the exercises. A wood dowel comes in lengths such as 48 inches, and that's a bit too long, so you may have to have the dowel cut, but it's an easy fix and purchase at Home Depot or Lowe's. Though you may have to turn into a handy man or handy woman, because the dowel will have to be sanded with sandpaper and then sealed with some type of varathane. Though the cost of the dowel is nominal, you'll need to factor in sandpaper and varathane into your overall budget. Grip socks. Toe socks are the most popular brand, but certainly not the only game in town. What you're looking for is a pair of socks with the soles made out of a rubber-like gripping material that will prevent sliding. The point is to anchor your feet. These types of socks, in my opinion, are a bit pricey, about $15 to $20 per pair. So do shop around to help keep down your budget. You can also just be barefoot if it isn't too cold. And by not having anything other than your skin to feel the feedback of the service, be it wood or carpet, it might help you in the long run. Workout wear. Well, what do you wear when you work out? Granted, you're in your home, meaning you could exercise naked or wear the most unattractive outfits because no one is going to see you. But if you want to feel the support of well-made pants and tops, etc., you may want to give these online companies a look. Athleta, 
A-T-H-L-E-T-A dot com. Lucy, www.thenorthface.com. Gymshark, www.gymshark.com. And Lululemon, www.shoplulemon.com. There are lots of styles out there, but just a basic pair of pants or shorts that hold you in and a comfortable and form-fitting top that isn't too long is all you need. You can buy these at a discount store, but in my opinion, the quality isn't as good as the ones I've cited. My only criticism of these very successful companies is that they are overpriced. However, Athleta frequently has sales, so maybe start there. These online companies have beautiful and flattering workout clothing, and all are well-made and will handle many washings. But I do recommend to hand wash your workout wear and line dry to protect your investment. The Wall Yes, my favorite. It won't cost you a penny, and it is the perfect place for a class beginning or ending. It's the ultimate prop to help you check in and feel your spine against the wall and how connected your abdomen is to your spine. For example, if you want to work on arm exercises and develop a better connection between your arms and your torso, stand with your entire back of your rib cage against the wall with your feet six inches or so away from the wall. Working on arm exercises against the wall not only helps to strengthen and balance your arms, and shoulders, but you are working on centering your body at the same time. There are many arm exercises to choose from. Full arm circles, small arm circles, bicep curls, lotus, hug a tree, just to name a few. You can also stand and face the wall to practice wide arm push-ups. In fact, it's one of the easiest places to learn how to bend your elbows and to bring them out to the sides without collapsing your torso. You stand about arm's length away from the wall with your feet together or slightly apart. Your hands will be flat on the wall and wider than your shoulders. The goal is to bend the elbows enough to get your chest on the wall without arching your low back or sinking in the ribcage. But if you step further back and bend your elbows, most likely only your forehead will make contact instead of the chest. Another exercise you can practice at the wall is the famous teaser. Place your mat perpendicular to the wall so the front of the mat is flush with the wall. Lie on your back with your legs on the wall at a 45 degree angle. The wall will act as a support for your legs and you can focus on rolling up and reaching towards your feet. Make sure when you roll down you control the movement until you are again lying on your back and you can do this by pressing your feet into the wall which will help slow down the actions. There are many other exercises and stretches you can practice at the wall, so make sure to include this prop for each of your workouts. After all of these new fun props have found their way to your home, how will you store them? Here are a few ideas. A tall basket or bin set out of the way, but easy to retrieve. A designated shelf only for props and nothing else. Or storing the props under your bed. Just don't forget about them. Maybe even have a post-it on your refrigerator or bathroom mirror so you can begin to develop the habit of committing to regular home workouts. For those of you who haven't started a Pilates mat program yet, 
but still want to exercise daily, these props I've suggested are still applicable. Any comments or suggestions about this show or future shows are always welcome. If you're also interested about traditional Pilates and want to learn more, you can visit my website, dariangold.com. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. I hope it inspired you. In order that you don't miss any of the great conversations, please subscribe as it will also help others find the show. All Things Pilates is produced and hosted by me, Darian Gold. It originates as a live radio show on KPCA in Petaluma, California. Podcast production is provided by Audio Ephemera. Hey there, I'm Andy, the audio engineer for All Things Pilates. And as cliche as it sounds, I'm also a client. My Pilates practice has strengthened my core and more importantly, given me a new awareness of my body and its abilities. Darian's approach is challenging but fun, and I always leave my sessions feeling energized. But don't just take my word for it. I recently visited one of Darian's classes, and here's what some other students had to say. My name is Suzanne. I've been taking Pilates with Darian since November. It's giving me more connection with the subtle movements of my body. I think she's an excellent teacher because I like the fact that she pays attention to everybody's positioning while they're working, as well as giving little tips that make sense to them. When you're in a class, it's so easy to get lost in the group. I have been taking with Darian for about a year and a half. It offers me more core stability in my body. As you get older, really important for balance and core stability. When you have your core strong, it changes everything in your body. Thanks, Darian. Subscribe to the podcast for more great interviews and check out dariangold.com for her class schedule and other resources. Until next time, zip it up.